Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Cy Brown, just hanging out with everybody today. It is Wednesday. We are going to have a great show today. Before we jump into today's show, I see we have a caller from the 312 area code. Caller from 312, are you just listening? Are you checking in? Talk to me. Well, actually, I'm Terry Stevens. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Okay, you know what? But I can jump in. I can jump in. No, you know what, Terry? I love you. I, I wanted to talk Are with you. you. Everybody, you know what? This is hilarious. Okay, we're going to switch lanes real with the quickness. Right now you're listening to Terry Stevens, who is on Project Runway, who I, I watched. I love the show, and Terry was one of my favorites. But, you know, this is the thing when we, when we get to be people like Terry. We've got people that, you know, we've got our assistants. And I said, you know what? I you need to have Terry on the show. I got this press release, and I was probably more excited because I'm like, oh, my God, I saw her on TV. And I thought we couldn't make it happen. And so oh, I no, we can make it happen. <laughs> I thought we couldn't make it happen. So on the flip side of that, I said, okay, you know, my producer and I, we said, okay, I'm big on DV, and I do attend a support group every Wednesday, and our topic today was DV. So I'm like, okay, a good segue. Well, I'll just talk about what I've just been talking about for two hours. And I'm like, wait a minute, we got Terry Stevens on the line. Well, you know what, Terry, it's a pleasure. I'm actually, I'm very, very excited, as you can hear from my voice, to have you on the line with me. Um, let me open up the chat room. Oh, well, the chat room is already open. And so, so wait, we can us, talk about domestic abuse and fashion. It goes together. <laughs> Goodness, we sure can. This is so. This is great. This is exciting. I'm so happy. Um, you because fill out the actually, police report. When you yeah. fill out the police report, you gotta look good. You gotta look good. You are too funny. You know what? It's funny because I did share with my listeners yesterday. I said Terry Stevens from Project Runway is gonna be on the show, and they're like, "All right, cool." So now y'all know. I'll tell the truth. <laughs> but Terry, that's what's good uh, about live TV, live TV, live radio. Uh, you can flip the script. It's spontaneous, and let's go with it. Don't you know, I am quick to say this is my show, and I will oh, right. get down. No, but it's an absolute pleasure. Um, hey, Pastor Montan, who's listening in Tennessee, don't look at the screen. We've got Terry Stevens, and I will update uh, today's topic of the show right after the show. Terry, let everybody know who you are, because I know who you are. I'm Terry Stevens. Um, people know me from Project Runway. But I was always famous in my mind before that. So, yeah. Uh, no, really. If you ask my friends, they're like, she, she is Michael Jackson and she is not. You know what? It's all good. You know, talk to me a little bit about when. Now, see, I have my questions ready and they're not in okay. front of me. But this is proper preparation prevents poor planning or something like that, however they say it. Something talk, similar. Something yeah, similar. Right? Along the same lines, talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about um, what made you decide to go into fashion. Because one of the things about the show is, you know, we see people on TV, and I was a publicist in hip-hop for years, but there's always a story behind what people see. So can you talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about what got you to say, I want to be in fashion? To be honest, I don't know when it started. I can just go back off of what I saw at home. My grandmother was this amazing seamstress and tailor, and my mom had 
such sickening fashion that it, it scares me. I look at her pictures right now, and it could be on the cover of Vogue. Like, she just was working it. She knew she, she, knew she was fly. That's all I can say. And I guess... I just, I guess I just developed it, but I have always known I wanted to do dance and fashion, and I was like, how can I make it all work? And I also wanted to be a zoologist and study tigers and panthers and all that stuff, but, you know, that, you know, mama, mama likes the creative parts of it more so than the brain. So I was like, not saying that I'm stupid, I'm just saying, like, that's about 16 years of school, I can knock this out naturally, because this was a natural talent, I felt. So I just, I don't know. I just think my early influences were just people that I was looking at. And to to this day, I still love, like, Diana Ross. And I still love Diana Ross and Lady Sings the Blues and Mahogany. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, gosh, she was so, oh, my God, it was sick. And then um, I love, like, Catherine Hepburn. Like, I've, I guess I've always kind of had this kind of, like, androgynous kind of style, like mixing of male and female and just, I love pantsuits and, yeah. like, layers. And uh, Catherine Hebert, to me, was, like, one of the best at doing that in Diana. Like, they just worked it. They can throw feminine on you, but they can switch it out in a heartbeat and just, like, get all eyes on them when they enter a room. So, I mean, I just think that's it. And then just the people that I was around just always had a great sense of style. So, I don't know. It, just, it was always that in dance. And, like you say, you come from a hip-hop background. All of that is... I try to present in my clothing, like hip-hop, rock, rap, punk, everything, because I love all of that. So I really kind of designed for me. Yeah, I really kind of designed for me, but other people seem to like it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I usually, this is how I would dress, you know, like I normally like to dress like a dancer or like a, as my husband would say, you are not, my husband's like, he's a break dancer. So he's like, my wife no really way. thinks he's. Oh, he's a break. He's from Brazil, so he was break dancing out there, wow. and that's kind of how we met. I was just on vacation, not intending to meet anybody. Like, so the single girl doing my single thing, love it, you know. And even though I didn't date, but I was like, I don't meet anyone. And I was in Brazil in um, Copacabana, like in Rio, and went to this place called the Lapa, where it's like a hundred clubs and it's all kinds of clubs: hip hop, rock, punk, everything. And I walked in, and he saw me, and I saw him, and my friend was like, you better go get that. <laughs> I was like, okay. And next thing I know, he started spinning on his head, and I was like, okay, we got this. Because I'm like, dance, DJ. Yes. And it, oh, and now he's here. We've been together almost two years, so married almost wow. two years. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now- I want to, I want to ask I want to get into a little bit about just you and your career. Wow, we have a full uh, chat room. Let me just see what's going on in the chat room very quickly. If anyone has any questions for Terry, we're listening. Hit F5 on your browser, everybody, and you'll see the updated show details. You're listening right now to Terry Stevens, who was on Project Runway. Oh, just her fashions were. The bomb. So I'm I'm so excited to interview you. I sound like such a fan. Thank oh my you. God. No, I love it. Like I, I love that you love. No, I know. I'm like relax, relate, late release. No, I love it. But yeah. that what you saw on the show was nothing. Like if I would I would come to a town near you and have a fashion show, you guys, because that was nothing. Because you know you're dealing with challenges and what you have. Yeah, talk to me a little bit my about stuff that. is so. Oh well, I mean it's. I mean of course, like I would never. I mean. 
in real life make something from like a mop head, but you know that's right. what the cast was. Yeah, I and remember I, that. Everyone is requesting that top. Like I've made it, and so I have a knitter, and she's amazing. So she's been making me different variations of that. So I have some coming out for spring, and um, not from a mop, but like a nice wool yarns and cotton yarns and different like spuns. So it's that right there was a true test of like, oh my god, because. I remember people saying, oh, God, she's going home. She's making something for mop heads, like, afterwards. And it was like, my, even my family was like, what were you thinking? And they was like, oh, she's going to blow it. And then when they saw it, it was like, you really made it look like it was a knit top and crocheted and you all really of that. You really did. But that's when, when I first, when I heard the challenge, I just said, I want textures. And I love knits. And I was like, I'm, I'm going for the mop heads. Lord, please let them have my pets. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit, for those that may not have caught that episode, tell us a little bit about that challenge and what was it about? What, what was the actual challenge? Because I saw you had to go into a grocery store, right? Yeah, so basically um, they were going to recreate some of the past challenges, and that was one from a previous show. So it was the Graffiti's Grocery Store Challenge, mm-hmm. and we had to create something from something in the grocery store. Some people – thought that it meant you had to actually actually use, like, fruits, vegetables, food. But, no, it's anything from a grocery store. But, of course, you knew that if you kind of use fabric, something that you weren't going to get much props for it. So I just really wanted to use the knits, I mean, like a knit-looking um, item. But, I mean, I thought it was a great challenge, and I think I stepped up to the plate. Everyone was shocked that I wasn't in the top three or one, that yeah. one, but, you know. Say la vie, say comme ça. I can't. <laughs> you know, I, you know. I understand. Can you talk to share with my listeners a little bit about just how you managed to get on Project Runway? Well, I never watched the show. I didn't have cable because previously I was working for Levi's and I traveled almost like ninety five percent of the time. So I, I was like, okay, why do I have cable if I'm never there? But then right. I started having a pet sitter to watch my pet, and all my friends in Chicago, everybody has a key to my place. Like, if I knew you for more than five minutes, you would have a key to my place. So I was like, well, let me get it for them. And then they start telling me, there's this show called Project Runway. You need to yep. get on it. And so I um, started watching it. I started watching it the season, the previous season, with Christian and um, Ricky and mm-hmm. um, Nick and all of them. And I was like, oh, okay, this is good. This is a good show. So my one friend, Christiane, called me. It was like, Terry, they're having casting. It was at the end of the last show. You need to do it. And I found out it was going to be in Chicago because I'm like, I'm not going to New York because I know it's going to be mm-hmm. crazy. I'm doing my hometown. I um, got there, and it's a series of auditions. And I thought it was going to be like how American Idol has like 10 million people in line. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that at all. I mean, I was prepared to sleep outside and all this stuff. And Something said, don't do it. And I just got there. It started at um, 8 o'clock. I got there at 8, and um, I was, like, number 31. And I knew from when I was, like, I mean, I don't take this the wrong way, people, but I am very confident in myself. So, like, what I'm I'm about to say, what I'm about to say, because she is so full of herself, but I knew in line that I had it because, I, I figured I had a great chance. I, I Actually, I thought I had it because people in line, I had my models with me, and people in line were, like, just coming up to me like, your stuff is, like, sick. It's, like, beautiful. Oh, my God. If, you, if they don't pick you, there's something wrong. 
But then once we got indoors, I can hear all the people on the headsets. And I have, like, canine hearing, and I can hear them going, okay, we, they're like, number 31, number 31. And I'm like, okay, love it. Okay. You know, I'm like, there's a buck. But then, you know, it's TV. You never know. It could be number 31. I don't know why she's here. So it right, can, right, you know, right. It can, it can hit you in the face. So we get up there, and my models put on the clothes, and they are looking amazing because I – I knew I could not, because you had the choice of showing yourself on the rolling rack, a hanger, on the forum, or whatever, or models. And I know we're in the industry. You need to see it. We're visual. Like my, and my stuff especially needs to be on a body. So when they came out and was dressed, there were people that were dropping out while we were in the waiting room. It was like, okay, I can't go if you're going in there. And other designers were um, taking pictures of myself. And then when we went in, like, I mean, you can see the live audition online, but when we walked in, Tim and all of the judges, their mouths just opened. They were like, where have you been all this time? And and I was like, I got it, because I was like, if I could get Tim, I, you know, I love Tim. I was like, if I could get Tim on my side, it's done. And when we walked in, their mouths opened. I love him, some Tim. I love him. I love him. He's not always right, because sometimes if Tim loves you, that's a sign you're going home. Like, Katoa and, and I would be like, sometimes you don't want Tim to critique your work. <laughs> He'll pump you up, making you think you got it nailed, and um, Heidi and Michael and Nina, like, not so much. So. <laughs> How was it, like, coming to New York? And See, I'm a New Yorker, and we, well, there's a couple of things in the chat room. My buddy, True, who's in Cali, but he's in Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn, but he's in Cali now. He always listens. He says, where is she from? She sounds so New, new Yorkish with that swagger. Where are you from, Terry? I am from the shy, 312. <laughs> but I've lived in several other places. So because people are always like, you feel European, you feel New York. And that gives, that's like the biggest compliment because New Yorkers do not give you props unless you got it. So <laughs> Yeah, New Yorkers are, you know. <laughs> y'all are hardcore. Like, y'all like, oh, we yeah. don't, you have to earn it. So I'm like, when people say they think I'm from New York or like Europe, I'm like, I've made it. I have arrived. <laughs> You know, it's too funny. We always wear black. And when I moved to Atlanta, my whole wardrobe was black. And mm -hmm. so this woman, you know, the southern bells, and they wear peaches and yellows and all this stuff. Oh. We wear black with everything. And they're like, Saida, do you own anything that's not black? I'm like, is there anything but black? I don't think you need to. Don't let them, don't let them get in your head. You don't need to. No, uh-uh. <laughs> so when I, when I packed stuff for New York, there's like, what? Everything in my closet is black anyway, but I'm like, right, pretty too. much you just need, like, for Fashion Week, they're like, what are you wearing? I'm like, it doesn't matter as long as it's black. Like, I really. know, that's right. <laughs> Terry, can you, um, can you take some calls? I have a caller on the line. Um, do you have a you, – you're good with that, Let's right? do it. Yeah. All right. Let me pull up my switchboard. Melissa, I see you in the chat room. You shared with me when you were at my house last Friday night that you wanted to start your T-shirt business. You have a fashionista on the line. So if you don't call in, I'm going to get you, girl. So you better call in. We have you. You have, and now my caller from 704 just bounced. See, Melissa, now you have to call in and ask Terry a question. Caller mm -hmm. from 704, call back. Sorry, I was logging into the switchboard yelling at my friend Melissa. <laughs> I love it. You're busting people out. I love it. You are putting you know people on blast. <laughs> you know why? This show is so much fun, and I do everything I do in love, and I want mm -hmm. everybody to grow and learn. And you know what, Terry? So many times... Um, um, 
people express what they want to do, and when they're presented with an opportunity, they freeze or they're not sure how the person, may, what they may think about them. This show is about breaking down every wall, every barrier, every hindrance so you can walk in the purpose that God has for you. So you know what? When somebody expresses to me, Saida, I have a T-shirt line, and I have you on the show, and I happen to see her in the switchboard, you best believe I'm, I'm calling you out. You, you, you put it out to the universe, so it's time to walk in it, you know? So even though she's hung up or whatever, nope, she's all not. she needs to do, okay, she needs to just have people wearing her stuff, give that stuff out for free. Like, Ooh, I mean, it's a okay. T-shirt. No, I'm serious. Like, yeah, the, it's all about publicity and networking. And, hello, if someone's wearing something, I don't know if you know, I have these, um, like, wool shoelace scarves that I do with leather fringe laces on mm-hmm. it, shoelaces. And I'm just giving them out like I gave them to Tracy Ross, I gave them to uh, Sandra Bernhardt, and then now those are, like, clients of mine. So you just have wow. to network. Yeah, I mean, Sandra Bernhardt loved me when she saw me on the show. Like, she was like, you are fabulous. I love you. Call me. And I was like, are the producers looking at this? Because this is, like, why we're filming. But I was loving it. And she, she, was, she put me in her act even. I went to see her on tour. She invited me to go. And she put me in her act, like, talking about the whole what what went down because she was like, I say it hands down, Terry Stevens. And for those of you all listening, I think I was the first time in the history. Usually if the special special guest judge votes for you, wants you, you win. I, I mean, that happened on several times with me, didn't win. So I was like, conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a C-O-N-spiracy, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's too funny. Okay, we have callers. Um, Melissa, I see you're on the line at 718. I'm going to pick up 704 first, and uh, Melissa, I'll pick you up on a second. Caller from 704, you're on the line with Cy Brown, Life Remix Radio, and Miss Terry Stevens from Project Runway. Do you have a question or do you have a comment? Well, actually, I was just listening. This is Spike Spielberg. I'm out. <laughs> Thanks for calling in and checking out the show. What's good, baby? Well, you know, I got to, I showed some love. I mean, even if I'm not at the computer, I, I enjoy listening Aww. to you because you motivate me through the day, you know what I'm Aww. saying, in the midday, and help me get prepared for the Spike Spielberg show at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> you better you know, get it You know, but... Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just listening. I haven't really grasped enough, but, I mean, if, if she's uh, working with Project Runway, she's out there making it happen. You always bring in some great guests onto the show. And, oh. uh, and, I, and I think that uh, I was just catching a little bit of it as she was talking about, you know, putting herself out there and, and allowing, um, you know, making contacts and networking and, and that generating business and turning people into clients. I think that's a great approach because, especially nowadays, because if, if Put your stuff out there. Nobody's gonna know about you. And You're right. It seems like, it seems like this young lady is is like really blowing it up. I don't really get a chance to watch TV because I'm always on the go, or either that, or I'm trying to create TV. But uh, <laughs> I, I, but I, I think that uh, you know you got a great um, avenue. I've seen maybe a couple promos or something like that for Project Runway, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep doing what you're doing, sister, and if you're making it to that particular level, I know we're going to continue to hear your name in the future, and maybe you have an opportunity that we can work together uh, on, on a film project or something like that. I got a great film that uh, I'm producing now called The New Teacher about a young kid that's a genius, and uh, we just uh, attached a tiny listener who played Debo and Friday to the project. 
we're looking at uh, Sherman Hensley and a couple other people. So, I mean, feel free to check out my website, SpikeSpielberg.com, and I'm going to keep listening because I love me Brown. You know what, Spike, what I'll do is I'll forward. He's a director, and he has a show that comes on um, at 9 o'clock weekdays, just like mine comes on at 12 noon. Spike, I'll forward your information to, to Terry and her publicist, and hopefully, you know, we, we can make it happen. It's all about us making big things happen collectively. There's, there's no big eyes and little U's on this show, you know? All day, all day. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm keeping my life remixed, baby. Thanks, Spike. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. I see a caller on the switchboard from 718. Is this my buddy, Melissa? Yes, it is. Amen, amen. I'm so happy that you called in. Girl, okay, I wish we could all, like, just be flies on the wall. You have Terry on the line. She is so gracious to hang out with us for some time today. You better get your questions. Yes, well, I'm glad I tuned in because Terry is truly an inspiration. I watched, wow. I used to have to record your show because I traveled late from Port Washington at night at time I had to do extra work for my job, but I would get in and record the show, and it was like when I looked at your, your clothing line, and I said, well, your slacks are so well tailored. But it goes back to history with my mother. My mother was a seamstress for years. She owned a store in Brooklyn. So I was taught early how to sew at 9, 12. And then when I looked at your inspirations for sweaters, that was along my line as well. I've been knitting and crocheting sweaters, but I took it to another level. I couldn't take the, you know, regular type of crocheted or something that was just looked little in somebody's eye and maybe didn't look so pretty, so I would turn it around and reinvent it and make it look like it was knitting. Mm-hmm. And so I always had been good with my hands in aspects of doing that and now uh, dabbling into T-shirts where my poetic message, my spiritual messages are directed towards stop the violence uh, and domestic abuse. So I've been really designing a lot of great T-shirts with my company, Women of Color Fine Jewelry, which is an 18 karat jewelry company, but its cash flow revenue comes from my spiritual T-shirts, and that's, uh, the company was started to, for domestic violence. So I'm really, I, you know, I took your suggestions getting things out there free. At first I said, oh, the only one I want to really give a free T-shirt to is, um, sorry, I'm not giving no free T-shirts to anybody, anybody else. I want this little limited budget here but i understand too where promoting it and getting it to you know into the hands of people is very important well what, what's what, about what's like the question? what about yeah. oh i'm sorry i'm so sorry please continue please continue uh-huh. I'm so sorry yes terry i uh, no, i was going to say that i mean like what your platform is it's all about like empowering women and getting that message out so you can maybe try connecting with some of these chapters like and getting them on, getting that your T-shirts like put on their websites or something, so they can know that this is another avenue, and like you can get this T-shirt to say "Stop the Violence" or whatever, you know. Like just partner with some of these um, chapters for domestic abuse and any kind of abuse or whatever, whatever your message is on your shirts, and see if you can partner with them. So they're always having events, they're always having like workshops, and so they can sell your stuff, and you know. That could be a way, or just 
you have all these women in Hollywood, women in film, women in music. They may wear your stuff and get the message out because they all have camps. I know Tyra has a camp. Beyonce has a camp. Mariah, they all have these camps to inspire women, and maybe this is a way that you can help get it out there. I'm not saying give out 100 T-shirts, but give them, give them out, like, at least, let's say, 20. Because is this an investment into your company? Yeah, yeah. Is this an investment back into your company? Okay. You know, because mm-hmm. I, when I worked for Victoria's Secret, I was like, I gave stuff out to the CEO as gifts. I was like, here, here's a little gift. And she was wearing it everywhere. The next thing I know, people are calling me. It's like, where did you get this scarf? I've never seen a scarf like that. Where did you get that jacket? So I was very strategic on who I was giving things to. I'm like, she's the freaking CEO of Victoria's Secret. Right. She's going to be traveling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and then there you go. I get like 10 customers from her, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, then that's a great uh, way of networking, and that's something I'm definitely going to push. And as well as, I mean, you're really, uh, I mean, just a wonderful designer. Like I've seen many designers on this show. And in regards to also, I have a question with your knitting and your crocheting line and things like that. Uh, The fact that I've been doing it for many years, but mine is – I've done one-of-a-kind sweaters. A lot of people say, well, you don't write your stuff. Uh, I don't draft. I come, I do a sketch of a drawing, but implementing the stitches and the, the fabric, telling you how many counts and things like that, I keep it mentally in my head. I can design a sweater 10 years ago, and I can tell you how many stitches in each one of those sweaters. But I, uh, later on, I wanted to uh, take another route after I do what I do now is to set up pushing my line, which is a young girl's line of sweaters and knitting. It's a combination of fabric. I have denim as well, uh, Swarovski crystals on some of the the sweaters, and I want to push that into a market for little girl sweaters, and I wanted to get some uh, information where it's how do you start so far as the factories are, you know, concerned on getting your line out there. Well, now it seems like, so are you, who is your target client? Like, have you sat down and did a business plan? Because you need to know who your target client is. And are you marketing marketing towards them? Because if you're using Swarovski crystals, crystals, it sounds like you're a high end. So Mm -hmm. you may may see who your demographic is. Your demographic may be on the Upper East Side and West Side or, you know, look at that income level because that seems like that's a high price point. Yeah. So, you know, so and then are you selling stuff like my 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 knit sweaters are like really high end just because it's the time it takes for that to come about. So I'm like, man, if I knit one of these, I got to make sure I'm getting the money back into it. Like, is it taking me three hours to make something, or is it taking me twelve hours to make something? And how much do you want to get paid for that? You have to take all of it into consideration. So and then and then you go from that and like I did a A, B, and C business plan so that I can make sure, like, I cover all bases, I can present this one to this one, this one to this one, and then if it's the sky's the limit, then you're getting the A business plan. If the sky isn't the limit, then you're getting the C business plan, and if it's in between, I gave the B, so that I can make sure I'm covered so I don't have to keep going back and redrafting. But it's all about knowing who your target customer is. I know my target customer. I know they're anywhere from, like, 21 to possibly 50, because I don't think my stuff has an age limit. It's just more on if you're willing to be functified or not. <laughs> if you're willing to rock the funk, then here you go. If not, then I'm not for you. And it's okay, because you can't be all things to everybody. 
Terry, what's before we get in, Melissa, think about, mm-hmm. you know, like one or two more questions, and I'm going to keep being nosy and getting my uh, questions in. Well, Terry, go ahead, girl. You, you know, it's, it's great to have you on the show, but the key is the way I found you is that you have a blog. Can you give us the blog address so I can post it up in the chat room? Okay, yes. Um, the blog address is um, www.terrystevensfunkdat.blogspot.com. And okay, I mean, t- Terry, hold on one second, because I'm typing as we t- uh, I'm okay. typing as you speak. Terry Stevens, and then spell the rest. F U N K D A T. Yep. Dot blogspot dot com. And that's Terry with two R's and an I. Everybody loves to make it one R and one I, and I am not hurt. I got you, T. I got you, girl. We we we, we gonna get those uh, get your blog uh, followers up. So everybody, I'm putting it in the chat room. Big shout out to Tom Ficklin who just joined us in the chat room. Ficklin Media Group out of Connecticut. Hey, Tom, you are listening to Terry Stevens from Project Runway. You and I have to connect too. I owe you a phone call from a while ago. So thank you very much for checking me out today. I just put um, Terry's blog in the chat room, which is Terry. Stevensfunk.dat.blogspot.com. We want to make sure everybody checks out your blog, and we want to make sure that everybody is uh, is uh, following Terry. Melissa, did you have any more questions, well, darling? No, no more questions. I mean, I I love her advice, and uh, of course, you always give me great advice. But and yeah, that was something I was looking at uh, down the road a year from now with my sweaters, but they are uh, more so high end. And um, I'm definitely going to, yeah, take that into consideration, what I need to look at so far as a business plan and aspects of my sweaters, yes. And the thing is, you have your good friend right here. Just let her rock your stuff. I mean, you you have me excited. I thought I had high energy. I love it. This girl is pumped up. I think she can sell your sweaters for you. And you know, this is me every day. I, I love enough, it. Enough bouts. You know, my listeners followed me through my bouts with depression. My kids acted nutty, and I've been pretty consistent like this for the last couple of months because I made a decision. I want to be happy, mm-hmm. and it was a decision. It was not. You know, you're not happy by chance. And I've been in those dark places, just being an entrepreneur, when your money's funny and your business isn't right. And I literally was in the bed the end of last year for a couple of months. And mm-hmm. finally, I'm like, sigh. I still got up and did the show, you know, every day. But I finally had to get out of bed and say, you know what, I have to get up. I've got to keep moving. So every day I wake up, I really, it's a conscious decision that I'm going to, today is my best day ever. And so you're, I guess it's resonating through my voice right now, but this is really side brown every day. <laughs> but that's what, but you know what, but that's good because it's genuine because if you are, this is a hard industry. Any industry in the arts or whatever that you're passionate about, you have to be willing to, you're going to suffer to go through it. Like that. Like you're saying, maybe days when the money is funny. There are days when you're like in, like you're saying, you were in the bed, you know, when you're not up doing your hair and taking baths and just laying down, there's a problem. So you made a conscious decision to get yourself together. Mm-hmm. And that you have to. You have to. You went through the struggle and you came through and look at it. So everyone, it's, it has not always been easy for me. I mean, it's not like I was down and out, but I have sent myself to so many designers, and I will never say the names of whom, but they mm-hmm. have stolen my designs. 
And it's hard when you are the young ones coming up and you're trying to make yourself known, but you're like, what can you do? Because you can't really trademark the fashion. You just have to say, oh, well, I guess it's a compliment. But you're like, but it's not a compliment because you could have just hired me or whatever. If you if you thought it was that hot, then just hire me, put me on payroll, contract, whatever. So you've you got to be willing to, if you're passionate about it, if this is something you love doing and you have passion about it, you've got to be willing to be in it for the long haul. Even if you're just doing it on the side or whatever until it takes off, you still got to keep doing something and document it. Take pictures. You can get websites for free. Yeah. I mean, you can get websites for free. Yeah, we've, we've just, talked about that on the show, how you can just mm-hmm. register a domain name for a dollar and start a blog and you're yeah. online. Use your camera yeah. phone even. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't need to spend, especially when you're, first of all, people love a grassroots. So people love when they see a company or something that started off so small and then it went from like 10 people to, to 100 to 100 to 1,000 and they watch it grow. So like you're saying, take your camera phone, get just put a little light up behind it and take a picture of your stuff and document it, put it on the website or on your MySpace or whatever. Just mm-hmm. There are ways to get around it. There are ways to get around it. I, I, Melissa, I muted your line, but if you have another question as this interview continues, please press the number one on your phone and I'll pick you up on the switchboard. Terry, let me, let me address something with you from fashion. Two mm-hmm. things. I'm 5'8 and 180 pounds, and by mm-hmm. society standards, I'm fat. I do have a middle. My arms are getting a little chunky. Why is it so difficult for black women in particular to find stuff in the store that fits? I, I, I don't get it. Is it because we're not – what are those things called? Like when you guys are designing clothes, please forgive my ignorance in this area, but when you're – is it like a dummy or something or a mannequin? What, what dress horns. Okay. But okay, go ahead. So break it down. What what's your question? That's not my size. And now, you know, I'm in my late 30s. I want to go shop for something. Everything in the stores look very young, or everything in the stores is too small. I'm, I'm now looking at, like, Ashley Stewart just because they have a 12. Like, is it that, there's no, that they're not cognizant that black women or shapely women or women of color need clothes to? Everybody is not a size 4 and can shop at Banana Republic. Uh you you finished because I, I hear the passion in the voice. I hear the yeah, passion. It's yeah. rising up. It's rising up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a, let me call, get my minister online in case things go wrong. <laughs> you are too funny. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I, let me get the scripture out. Let me get it. Okay, Luke. I'm in. I'm, a, I'm in the New Testament. I'm in the New Testament. <laughs> you are on the right show for that Bible study tomorrow. <laughs> Bible study actually on our show every Thursday, so she's a day early, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, the thing is, the the industry is based pretty much on a European standard, so they are not ready for a shapely girl, whether you're black, Latino, Arabic, whatever. So it's it's gonna it's gonna take time for the world to catch up. I mean, there are people that are creating the stuff for you, but it's just a matter of are you going there or you may not even like it. But we have dress forms. Yes, the industry standard is like a size four. Four bananas. A size four? Okay, well, then you don't want to know what size I am then. Okay. 
Uh, but, you yeah. know, I can't knock that. You know what's so funny? I, I just gained weight, like, these last couple of years, and I've, it's documented on my Facebook. I'm now going to the gym. I was at the gym this mm-hmm. morning because I, I, I do want to lose maybe 10 or 15 pounds. But I was, like, 145, and I'm 5'8". For a while, and I remember everyone saying, are you sick? Are you okay? Girl, you need to eat more. I mean, it's like... Mm. You know, that this whole self-image, and as a designer, are those some of the things that you take into consideration when designing clothes, or, or do designers not design for black or for white? We just design. I, okay, this is where you'll probably hang up. Um, I'm going to be like yeah. technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> first of all, I, just, I think I just design for a healthy body. So, like, you're, you, just don't, don't, don't you just admitted that you have gained weight. No, no, wait. You just admitted that you have gained weight. Yeah. So, so for your own health sake, you would want to lose weight, I would think. And being close, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I came from an industry of custom design, and it is hard. It is harder to design for a larger size man or woman. I mean, and it takes more fabric, but it can happen. But uh-huh. the thing is, it, the thing is, they they say themselves, like, man, I bet it's easier for you if I was smaller. I'm like, well, yeah, but, I mean, you, you came here for custom design, we can make it work, and they will look just as good as the thinner person. So I'm just saying that you just said that, in general, you have gained weight, and when you mm-hmm. were thinner, people were telling you you look sick. Don't listen to that. People don't want you to look good. <laughs> don't listen to oh, that. Well, yeah, that's it, no. too. No, I'm serious, because what I've I seen when my friends have, were bigger and they lost weight and then they're like, girl, you look sick, can't recognize you. It's okay, but I, I, I choose, my doctor, you know, they'll be like, well, my doctor told me I needed to lose the weight to be healthy and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going to do what the doctor said. Don't, don't try to push that you look great when you were 50 pounds overweight, because overweight right. is never healthy. It's not going to look good, but the industry in general and I have my friends have worked with companies that have tried to do um, a full figure line, and it has not worked. Like a higher really? end, good quality. Yeah, because I just think, and it's sad. And I don't know if you watch the um, What Would You Do show. They show like uh, different people, like if they're skinny, what people react, or if they're bigger. Yeah, it's, it's a hatred. Yeah, it's a hatred toward overweightness. It's really bad. Like. There's like a double standard. So it is. until people, yeah, until people wrap their head around it, well, because I think they feel like, well, if you lost weight, you could fit stuff. That's how it, it seems, and right. that's not the right attitude. Like we have to look at it. We're in America, and it's a growing epidemic of overweightness here. So yes. we have to decide. It is. It really is. And I believe I'm in the Midwest. I'm like in the capital. And people look at me and my husband like, okay, where are you from? We're from, like, another country because we're thin. And seriously, they really do. They're always like, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. I mean, we're just – go ahead. I was just saying, you know what's so funny, Terry? When I moved to Atlanta – you know, New York, you, there's salad bars all over the place. New York is, is the epitome of, you know, they're eating two pieces of sushi for lunch and you drink coffee and you keep it moving. And when I moved to Atlanta, I'm like, do you guys have any salad bars? They were like, salad bars? Girl, you better get some cornbread. And, and in the short few years I lived in Atlanta, my whole diet changed. And I said, this is spooky. 
just like I, the, just the concepts around food, and then it translates into other areas of your life, such as fashion, such as your lifestyle, such as hanging out with your friends. And, you know, I don't know about the Midwest too much. I've never lived there. I lived in New York, you know, New York and Cali, we have, we're our own island, so to speak. Yeah. But I just know as it relates to fashion, as, as we bring this full circle back to fashion, mm-hmm. I just find it difficult even, let's even take the weight piece out of it, to find age-appropriate clothes. I don't want to well, look just, 12. Well, we have a problem anyway that society, you, I mean, it's getting worse. Like people it is. are trying to look younger and younger, and that's what you're seeing. Because I've been shopping, I'm like, is this, what age is this? I'm like, I don't dress like this. And it's not even a great quality. Like, you see, like, women that are, like, 50 and 60 shopping at Forever 21, and I'm like, what are you trying to hold on to? I'm like, what are you trying to hold on to? So it's not just, it's not just you. You are, what you're watching is true. I've seen it. And I'm like, but that, that is for some girl that is, like, preteen, and yet you'll see, like, her and her mother both shopping in that same department. You know, and the um, cut's not right because the body is different. Like if you're you're not a preteen, like you don't have that teen body. So sometimes I'm, I know you know what I'm talking about. You'll yes. see someone wearing something, and the cut doesn't look right. Like it's made for that body, even if they're small or whatever. It's still like it. It looks like it's not cut for you because yes. you are not a junior. Yes. You're not a preteen. So yeah, it's it's. Every it's just obsessed with youth. It's it's rampant in everything. It's like in not just in clothing. I, I, I mean, totally agree. Uh, uh, Kelly Price is a dear friend of mine, and I mm-hmm. remember when I lived in Atlanta, we we had dinner together, and one of our issues, she said, Sayuda, I have a daughter, and I don't want my daughter in a two piece. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't. She said, but I can't find a one piece in the store. And at the mm-hmm. time, I think her daughter was maybe eleven or ten or something like that. And I said, Kelly, we, and that's, you know, and Kelly was big, and then she's small, and and we've talked about fashion, and and that's why I said even take the ethnicity or the curves out of it, just even finding age appropriate things. Yeah. I don't want to shop from Blair catalog, but I don't want to look like I'm, you know, dressed to date you know, a 19-year-old or looking 19. So what should someone, I'm 37, uh, you all know everything else about me, so I think you all know my age too, but, you know, Mm -hmm. is it a nice pair of jeans and a nice top? What what could be considered fashion-forward yet age-appropriate? I think you you should be able to wear what you're comfortable with. I I love jeans. I mean, to me, if you can't rock a pair of jeans, then there's a problem. Like, you should be able to have a... You can get jeans and everything, skinny legs, flare, tapered, high waist, low waist, no pocket, with pockets. You should be able to rock jeans with everything. It's about, like, if you feel comfortable with your body, then have a more form-fitting top. If not, then have a looser or just pair it up with a jacket. But it's, I think, if you don't know how you look and you take someone who you think has it going on in the fashion sense, take them shopping with you and help them help you get your look together. Because not everything that you see on TV is right. Like what they're One trying size, to tell you, <laughs> what they're trying to tell you looks good. All. <laughs> no, and that, oh no, I think they should say just one size fits. If if it fits, they should call it fitums. If it fits, yeah. if it fits you, that's you. Like, but one one thing that you made clear about was that 
when you were in New York, New York is a walking city. So is Chicago. Yeah. Atlanta, you have to get in a car to even go to your neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. So your whole lifestyle changed. It totally mm-hmm. changed. You went from people being really health conscious, now maybe not so much as in L.A. or whatever, but to, like, things maybe being more fried. Now mm-hmm. they're um, catching up to it, but, you know, on the more healthier side of everything. But I live on McDonald's, like I'm sorry, <laughs> I live on McDonald's, but I never do. I don't believe in the super size. I just believe right. I get a cheeseburger Happy Meal, and that's it, because to me that should be enough to fill you. I don't – any super size is just ridiculous. It should be like for – it should say super size if you want to share because two people. I'm not saying two people can eat one whole meal. The coke is the size of Texas. Yeah, you're right. No, you're so right. You are so right. And you see people guzzling down that one coke, and I'm like, that was like a two liter. How did you drink that? You know, my 15 year old can eat like a double quarter pound of fries in a soda burp and be like, Ma, you cooking when we get home? <laughs> oh, I live for my, I get me a nice coat, it has to be strong, and after the belt, yeah, you're good for a second round. <laughs> yeah. But when I was younger, I did that. When I was younger, I mean, I was on cheerleading, pom-pom, and all those things, I would, oh gosh, me and my friend Amy, we would have, every day, it would be two Big Macs in a large party. <laughs> And yeah. it was like, you guys are so thin. But, I mean, I don't know. I think food was different. And then it wasn't injected with steroids and all that other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. We have a question in the chat room. We're down to the last 13 minutes of the interview. This has gone so no! quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it went so fast. Um, I, one of my... One of my dear listeners, Pastor Montan McDonald, he's based in Tennessee, just shot me a question in the chat room that says a lot of uh, pastor. Let me make let me scroll back up. Um, a lot of the young ladies in his church are really into fashion. Hold on one second, Terry. Let me just mm-hmm. so I get okay. I have a few girls in my church that want to get into fashion. One as a designer and one as a model. As young girls, what can I do to encourage them? And that came from the chat room. I mean, the one thing you can do is just give them the information. You, anyone, all agencies have open calls. It's just open call, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday. It's open call. You just show up. You don't have to look like all made up. You just come kind of natural looking, and they're going to look at you and snap a photo if they're interested. So if, if the one that wants to be a model, that's all she has to do. The one that's in design, she has to make sure that that is her passion because so many people want to do it. They think it's easy and, you know, you just create stuff. Well, you actually have to have the skills behind it too. So if she's not, if she has a natural talent like um, Melissa says that she had or whatever, then go for it, go to school and make it happen. But I also think if you go to school for fashion design, you also need to go to school for the business part of it too because that's yes. the most important part. Like I really don't. Me, personally, I've said this before, I don't think you can really teach the design because I think it's in you. Like, I just think that people can dance, they can dance. You can maybe train them on ballet and different techniques, but it has to be in you already. You can perfect different skills. So she's definitely, if she's not already sewing and know how to draft and all that stuff, definitely need to do that. Not saying you don't need... You know, nope, get, go to a two-year degree school or a four-year, whatever, but you definitely got to um, perfect the skill, I think. Take some pattern making, drafting, construction, 
and tailoring, and then you just go for it. Pastor, don't forget, you know, here's a shameless plug. You can download this show through iTunes, or you can just visit the archives and download it right to your computer so you can replay that information for the ladies. Um, one thing I do want to mention, um, and that Pastor Montan did just put in the in the chat room, they're in Tennessee and may not have um, the access. You know, in New York there's an agency cropping up every day. Someone that's not on You can do it post, online. They can do it really? online. Yes, most on Ford, all of them, you can pull them up online and send your picture. They will ask you to take a headshot, no makeup, front, and then a, like a face shot, and then a full body shot. You can send it really? online. Mm-hmm. See, girl, give me the questions. I will answer it. Wow. Well, here's another one. What are the, okay, oh, oh. He, correct, he corrected me. He said we do have agencies. Yeah. Oh, 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 you get instant feedback. Oh. You get instant. Now, you know, Pastor, I didn't mean it like that. I, you know, that was an earnest question. His, his last question is, what are some of the warning signs? Girl, this love is show. on it. He is on it. that asks you to pay money that I, I just think you need to stay clear of because if they want you, they want you. They will pay for your photos and all that stuff. That's, to me, one of the warning signs. Second is any agency that is like saying take a shot in a bikini, all that kind of stuff, mm, she's just going to be doing like exotic parties and stuff. So oh, okay. they will not requ- request that of you. Like it has to be a legitimate, and you can always investigate them. Thank goodness for Google, you can look up anything you want. Like okay, I'm not trying to plug so. Google, but you can really look up any and everything to get instant information. So. so the money, so so be wary of if they ask money or if they ask you to drop your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> and if a pole rises up, <laughs> and if you are asked to slide down into a skid and pop, not an agency. You are too funny. Um, I have one last question. Um, True, who's my buddy on Cali, says, also there are different areas of designs, so it does not have to be clothes only, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, you can do all kinds of designs. It depends on what you want, but that's the thing. They have to know what their passion is. Is it graphic design? Like, do you want to design T-shirts? Do you want to do CAD design? There's different mm. levels of fashion that you can get into. Believe me, production, wow. um, if you want to do visual merchandising, there's, a, there's different avenues that you can go down. So, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I remember working in the Gap in college, and I thought I wanted to be a window designer. And I thought, how will I ever make money, you know, dressing up windows? Looking back, I'm like, wait a minute, I probably could have made a lot of money if I had stayed doing that. And that's, that was my one of my – they always said, well, have side do the window. Mm-hmm. I have no fashion sense. I mean, I'm such a jeans and T-shirt kind of gal, but I didn't realize people have viable careers dressing windows. Uh, that's where I just came from. Yeah, you have viable careers. Being a, and or it just it just keeps growing. Like you start out as um, the window dresser or the in-store stylist, and then from there you go to, like, maybe the manager, then you go the regional visual manager, then you go to corporate. And I've mm-hmm. went through all of those tiers. I 
trust me, I've been through all of those tiers. And you can make a nice, lucrative salary. You can make a six-figure salary. You can't trust. Wow, that's deep. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, One more question in the chat room. My niece is designing shoes. I would like to send Terry some pics to her blog if that's okay. Her shoes are hot. And he says, I'll get you some pics too, Cy. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, you can send some pics, but can you send a size seven? (laughs) No, that's right, Terry. If they're that hot, I need them in a size seven, three inches. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, uh, That's what yeah. we just said promoting. We said promote now. I'm here to promote. <laughs> I do. So I guess that's a yes. Uh, so definitely send some pics uh, to Terry's blog. Terry, I, I'm so happy uh, that you joined me today. You you really don't know. I, I've watched you on TV, and, you know, it's so nice to see people of color. I know it probably sounds like antiquated, but it was nice to root for you every oh, week. You. It, it, it really, really was. And, you know, to have you come on my show and just kind of chill with us and come into our world for an hour, I'm, I'm appreciative. So so good looking out. <laughs> oh, thank you. And that was the fastest hour ever. I'm t- Girl, I could talk all day, really. Aww. But um, call me, seriously. Be- become my new BFF. <laughs> Look when you when you uh when you come into the New York City area, everyone knows that I host a little uh a, a gathering at my house the first Friday of the month. So if you're in New mm-hmm. York around the first, come on and swing by my place. Um, but it's all good. Thanks, True, who's my timekeeper. Just let me know we we are down to the last couple minutes of the show. You see, my listeners are like, okay, Cy, you got a couple minutes left. <laughs> uh, can you give some final thoughts or words of encouragement, even? Words that transcend fashion, just something to keep my listeners encouraged. I just say I think I think it's important to just do you, but also be aware of what's going on within the industry. Because I don't think I follow trends. I really don't. I think if you look at my designs, they're pretty much like stuck on the sixties and seventies, just maybe updated just a little bit with a little twist. But I just think you just have to stay into the moment, like. Don't take it too seriously. I mean, make it a business, but don't take it too seriously. I just That's just how I feel. Like, I just enjoy what I do. And that's why it doesn't seem like work to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't feel yeah. like hard work. I'm doing from, I'm working hard, but it doesn't seem like it's hard work, like I don't want to do it, you know. Because once well, myself gets on the runway and once it leaves, like, I'm over it. I'm on to the next thing. I'm like, okay, next. But I, you know I'll be in Brooklyn soon. I'm supposed to do the BK Fashion Weekend. Oh, so you I'm all there. can come and catch me. <laughs> you all can come and catch me. I just invited myself, everybody. I'll blog about it. <laughs> you know, I'll be the girl in the back looking through the window. <laughs> uh-uh. You say you're five eight, girl. I may pull you into the show. Can you walk? Can you well, step? Look, look, I have to wait. I remember I told you I'm one eighty. So. I'm a little, oh, it's okay. Know. I got dashikis. Dashikis, girl. Don't worry. Terry, you are too funny. Everybody, thank you so much. We're, I'm looking at everybody. Uh, uh, dropping seat just put in the chat room. Great show, Cy. True put, uh, he's helping with production today. Uh, mm-hmm. True also put love is love. I, you know, I appreciate you all because these are all people 
who um, are at work. You know, on the East Coast, it's 12 mm-hmm. noon. This is people's lunchtime. And on the West Coast, they're just sitting down to their desk to work. And and these are people that kind of hang out with me every day. So I'm grateful if I had one listener. So all the listeners that I have, I, I can't ask for anything more. So, uh, Terry, my darling, thank you for hanging out with oh, me. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Oh, it's all good. You'll you, you have an open invitation to come back. Um, everybody, remember, don't forget that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Tomorrow is Thursday. It's our weekly Bible study. We're going to get down with the get down. If you don't have your Bible, I'll have mine. And uh, Friday, you know what Friday is. Welcome to the weekend. And I had DJ Robbie Rob gives me an awesome master mix. So I've got some great music on Friday. Our Bible study is tomorrow. Love you all for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time right here on LifeRemixRadio.com. It's your girl, Cy Brown, and I'll see you soon. Peace. Oh, that was great.